0: Do you struggle with anxiety, depression, or difficulty focusing? Have you ever been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD? Do you experience feelings of sadness for seemingly no reason? Or are you gaining weight or not losing it despite working out and eating healthy? If you are, you may be being impacted by a specific pathogen in the gut called Clostridium difficile, or for short, C. diff. This bacterium can impact your neurotransmitter balance and impact your mood, focus, and weight loss. How do you know if you have C. diff? Where does it come from? How does it unbalance your neurotransmitters in your brain? And how do you get rid of it? We'll be discussing this and more on today's episode. It's time to reveal more about the connection of your gut to your brain. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys, so the gut brain connection is wide and deep. And I wanted to start off this episode by reinstating that because. People say, I mean, it is all over the internet, the gut-brain connection, the gut-brain connection, the gut-brain connection, and I see people talking about maybe not being stressed or breathing deeply or... Um, eating healthy as some basics of of fostering a happy gut-brain connection, that the brain is sending nice signals to the gut and the gut is sending nice signals to the brain. But really, it goes beyond just how much you're eating or how much you're sleeping or if you're stressed. There's really so many layers to the gut and more layers than we give it credit, to, credit for and more layers than I hear most doctors or healthcare practitioners talking about. So I I wanted to dedicate this podcast episode to one layer of the gut-brain connection that I am seeing in my clients when they are not getting the results they want in their health. If you really want to create a healthy gut-brain connection, you can't just look at one layer. It's not just what food are you eating or are you stressed or do you do meditation. You have to look at every layer and really consider it might not be your fault if you are experiencing gut health dysfunction. I try to say that as much as I can on these podcast episodes because that is something that I personally experienced repeatedly was a sense that i wasn't doing enough that it was my fault that i wasn't getting better or felt really crummy in my gut. And I wasn't, I was eating the wrong foods or I was, or I was not fostering a positive mindset, whatever it was. And that was just a very heavy burden to bear. So today we're talking about something that isn't your fault and something that can be hidden and be causing chaos in the background. And that layer is what I already mentioned, something, a specific bug called Clostridium difficile or C. diff. So it got got its name from being a particular strain of clostridia that is hard to kill so they gave it the latin name difficile which is hilarious um You know, I think that's exactly how you say it in Spanish, too. Something is difficult, it's difícil, and so it's clever, right? (laughs) It's the difficult part of clostridia that we don't like and is really hard to kill, actually. So we have good strains of clostridia in our gut, and those are good for us, but the bad kinds produce one of the strongest toxins in the body, known as exotoxin A and B. These toxins are what can cause a mess in the balance of our neurotransmitters in our brain and is why it is so important to make sure that there is no hidden lurking clostridia or specifically C. diff in your gut. So number one question, where does C. diff come from? So the most common place to get clostridia, or again, specifically C. diff, is from the hospital. Clostridia, or C. diff, and I keep saying that, I'm so sorry, guys, but a C. diff is an antibiotic resistant bug. And so the most common place that we get it is in a place where our immune system is down, typically the hospital, and there's lots of people whose immune systems are down. And they're receiving antibiotics that are killing other things, but not killing the C. diff. So you can go to the doctor or you can go to the hospital for an appendicitis or any any reason, really, and you could come out with C. diff and then say, you know, after I had my gallbladder removed or any, I mean, anything, go, go on at the hospital. I came back and my gut's never been the same. Well, that's a common story. And one of the things that uh, would be interesting to look into is, do you have C. diff? Do you have an invisible pathogen going on? Now, doctors are aware of C. diff. I do get lots of clients coming to me who know they have had it, or they've been treated for it, or they've been diagnosed with it. At one point, they know they've been given antibiotics that were told that would be good to kill it, and... They sometimes still have the C. diff and sometimes the C. diff is gone, but the treatment they received for it caused such havoc in their body, their whole rest of their bacterial microbiome is out of balance, their gut and their intestines are super damaged, they have leaky gut, and they ultimately swap one problem out for another one reason doctors are so aware of C. diff is that it is the leading cause of GI infection in the U.S. So it's an acknowledged problem, and it's something I more commonly hear people come and say they have more often than being saying I have H. pylori or I have a parasite. Doctors will check for C. diff if they feel like your symptoms match up enough. So, like I said, one of my clients come to me; they either still have it because it's antibiotic resistant, or they're now dealing with the outcome of taking so many heavy antibiotics and killing off the good bacteria that they have a whole new level of inflammation and leaky gut. This is one reason why when someone comes to me and they say, I've already worked with a functional health practitioner. I've already worked with an integrative doctor. I've already gone to my doctor and been given an antibiotic round of antibiotics and I still feel bad. I say, well, I'm sure there's more we can do. And (laughs) I sometimes get people who are like, I don't trust you. I don't believe it. I, I don't know why they don't believe me, but um, I mean, I think it's they feel like they've already been told they have this thing. It's super simple, and we're just going to get rid of it, and that's just not the case. It's not always simple, and a lot of times, even if someone does get rid of the C. diff, they don't get rid of all the other problems that happen downstream. It's kind of like if you break a dam, uh, the, ba- the dam was bad because it was causing maybe a drought downstream, but then you break it and then the dam breaking causes a whole bunch of chaos as well. And so that's not usually what's been dealt with by the time someone's still been feeling poorly and they come and talk to me. So let's go back to C. diff and how it affects your mood because that is my inspiration for today is just really honoring the fact that our mood is a fascinating creature and it can totally be impacted by our mindset and the thoughts we have and our relationships. And do we hold up our boundaries and are we stressed by finances or COVID (laughs) or any number of things, but it can also be affected by invisible biochemistry happening in the body. Here is how C. diff affects your mood. C. diff has metabolites, which I'm just going to leave that word there. Um, it's a simple word, but it simplifies a complex thing, but a seed of has something called metabolites and they inhibit an enzyme that converts dopamine into norepinephrine. Good old happy neurotransmitters. Now, uh, the enzyme, if you're curious, is called dopamine beta hydroxylate or DBH for short. And ideally dopamine and norepinephrine will maintain around a one-to-one ratio of balance in the brain. We want dopamine. It's a, Good hormone, you know, it it's a reward hormone. It tells you, it helps you maintain focus on something. It actually is really responsible in some ways for us getting into flow. Um, And in general, dopamine—it's a reward center, reward hormone, saying, "Good job, you did something." You ate good food, or you did your meditation for five minutes, or whatever it was, and then norep- norepinephrine will um, helps us focus and be not just focus because dopamine does that too, but be alert. So uh, being able to rouse ourselves if um, our boss calls on us and says, you know, hey, what? Or I'm 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 not even thinking of a boss. Maybe like a professor says, hey, so and so, what's the answer to this problem? And um, dope, uh, norepinephrine is going to be what helps your brain just like get a little bit of boost of energy, uh, attention alertness is really big in norepinephrine and it also helps us access the most important energy source we have, which is fat. So, uh, the ability to get up and then go and burn fat is related to norepinephrine. So when you have C. diff, a common thing we'll see with the dopamine-norepinephrine ratio is instead of it being one-to-one, we'll see it skew all the way up to a two-to-one ratio with dopamine being higher and norepinephrine being extra low. We actually have a special test. It's called an organic acids test. If you've never heard of that, congratulations. It's like the coolest thing on the planet, and it really helps us look for invisible chaos in the body, including norepinephrine and dopamine inversions or the ratio being skewed as well as uh, c diff and so one thing that we look for is um, even the the funny thing about when dopamine and norepinephrine are out of ratio they can actually still be within normal range and so they neither of them will look low or high on their own but it's in relationship to each other so i sometimes get clients who've come from another functional health practitioner or another um, integrative health practitioner and they give me their organic acid test and I'll look at it and be like, you have signs of C. diff. You are having an inverted dopamine and norepinephrine ratio and nobody, nobody saw it. I don't know if I'm, I'm usually want to give the practitioner credit, uh, benefit of the doubt that they know that that's a thing to look out for, but maybe they're going so quickly uh, that they don't have time to see it or they don't acknowledge it. I, I don't know why this happens. I can't explain it. All I know is I find it in my clients. And so, what results from this this ratio being skewed is the following symptoms that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Anxiety for no reason, depression for no reason, difficulty focusing, uh, being diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, feelings of sadness for no seeming reason, gaining weight or not being able to lose it despite working out and eating healthy. And that is a common compilation of things that I see in my clients, which then, you know, if you're experiencing that and I've experienced it, I haven't had C. diff, but I have, you know, experienced these things due to other pathogens in my body. You feel like a crazy person because you feel really horrible and you're going to counseling or you're taking your anxiety medication or you're praying or, or doing yoga, whatever you're doing to try and support yourself. And you still feel like you're just not gaining traction. And sometimes You just got some C. diff really messing with your neurotransmitter balance. So to break down real quick, symptoms of high dopamine just on their own include anxiety, difficulty sleeping, increased energy to the point of typically mania in some ways. So hence the difficulty sleeping, just kind of going, 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 and then stress. That's actually a symptom, just like oh, I can't get this stress to turn off. Um, and then symptoms of low norepinephrine would be difficulty losing weight, lack of energy, difficulty concentrating, ADHD, and depression. So if you've got both at the same time, you're not sleeping, you can't concentrate, you've got all this energy, you still can't concentrate, you're anxious and you're depressed possibly, um, and and you're not losing weight. I mean, doesn't that sound like a lot of us? <laughs> And so just to really honor the fact that these things might not be your fault. So I had a Client come to me and we did our first round of foundational labs where we look at stool, we look at, um, we so we look for parasites in H. pylori, we looked at her hormone balance, both her sex hormones and her adrenal gland hormones, and we looked at food sensitivities and we found goodies on all of those tests and we went through three months of healing. And after three months, she said, you know, I'm still dealing with, you know, unexplained sadness. And and I don't know, maybe it's just because she had a lot of pain syndrome going on due to another problem that we were working with. And she's like, maybe it's just all the pain I'm in. And I said, eh, you know, you actually have lo- really low progesterone and it hasn't improved. Um, and in another episode, I talked about how really low progesterone. Leading cause of that is inflammation and not like, I don't know, some ovary problem. And so I said, I'm surprised your progesterone, it has stayed low because we dealt with your H. pylori. We dealt with your bacterial imbalance that we found on the stool test. So let's do a different test. Let's do the organic acids test because you might be having something else we haven't seen yet. Go on. Well, lo and behold, um, and by the way, when we, when we did the test, she was feeling weepy and anxious and sad and difficulty concentrating. And she just figured, I don't know, maybe she was getting older or maybe it was stress and all this stuff. And I said, you're working way too hard (laughs) to, to deal with just stress. And so we did the test. Lo and behold, she had both C. diff and her markers for her dopamine were at a two to one ratio to her norepinephrine. And that was that. I was like, you've got clostridia. You've been in the hospital multiple times. You've had back surgery. You've had GI problems for decades. (laughs) I mean, very much close to decades. And yeah, like you fit the bill. So we started naturally working and reducing C. diff, and she has gotten so much better. And the other thing is her progesterone. So Low progesterone also will cause some of the symptoms of high dopamine. For example, difficulty sleeping and anxiety are going to be uh, – and stress. Because progesterone, um, if you have been pregnant, you might remember that uh, progesterone makes you release really, or when you're pregnant, you feel really sleepy. You might feel really calm, like abnormally calm. And that can be because your progesterone levels are so high uh, because that's what happens when you have a baby. And so when you – you know, she's got – low progesterone which will make her instead of sleep well it'll make her sleep less well and she wasn't sleeping well and instead of having anxiety um, or less anxiety and feeling calm from a high or a normal amount of progesterone she had low progesterone so she had a double whammy of (laughs) uh high dopamine from the clostridia and low progesterone from the clostridia that was gross so she felt weepy anxious sad and difficulty concentrating So a couple, just to isolate um, some symptoms of C. diff specifically that aren't necessarily connected to the dopamine and the norepinephrine, just general symptoms of C. diff are going to include diarrhea, abdominal pain, cramping, inflammation, leaky gut, food sensitivities, Uh, Yes, increasing amounts of food sensitivities. You heard that right, folks. Uh, If you are surprised by that, you can check out our episode on the number one lie about food that I hate. (laughs) I do hate it and has to do with the truth and the lies about food sensitivities and where they come from and can they be healed, yada, yada. Um, We'll link that in the show notes, but C-diff will cause increasing food sensitivities, joint pain, brain fog, poor memory, ADD, depression, adrenal fatigue, hormonal imbalance, gross, Uh, like I already mentioned, the low progesterone liver dysfunction, neuroinflammation, hence the brain that we've been talking about, and pseudomembranous colitis, which I've also had several clients come in and say, I have been diagnosed with this in the past and I'm guessing it's still hanging around somewhere and we always just dig deeper again and say, let's just start from ground zero and find out what's really going on right now because let's not live with pseudomembranous colitis um other ways you might know if you have it other than that set of symptoms because let's be real there's a lot of things that can cause diarrhea abdominal pain cramping inflammation food sensitivities joint pain there's a lot of other options out there including c diff but you can do a specialized test we use the organic acids test um it it doesn't just look for clostridia. It looks for fungus and yeast overgrowth. It looks for how well your mitochondria are working, your Krebs cycle, which is basically how you're producing energy. Are you, what your ketone and fatty acid oxidation, if you are, if your eyes are glazing over while I'm saying this, just know I'm excited about it. And it's a wonderful test to look at if you're just not getting the results you want with the average stool test. So that's what we do to know if you have uh, C-diff specifically. So we then have a special natural way we help your body remove uh, C-diff from the body. And that is something we work with just our clients with, especially because it's not something we recommend someone deal with on their own. There can be so many other variables like do you have H. pylori? Do you have low progesterone? Do you have high, um, you know, Are you showing signs of sugar imbalance, blood sugar imbalance, all those different things? Like You want them all to be addressed at the same time. So what I can say is we don't need to use antibiotics, and our clients do get rid of their C. diff. It's quite wonderful. So this is just a short little episode on another link to the Brain-Gut Connection. Uh, you might be treated with pharmaceuticals or if you're being treated with pharmaceuticals for depression, ADHD, anxiety, if you're getting counseling for any of these things and you just feel like they're not working, I would really encourage you to think back to your gut, especially if you do know you've been diagnosed with IBS or you're having any other gut problems. There is probably a better answer out there for you than a very restricted diet or just suffering and being frustrated, there might be something more root cause going on that is going to create a world of difference, both in your mind and in your gut. So if you've had C. diff before, if you think you might have it, if you don't know, but you have are struggling with mood or sleep or weight loss, and you have ongoing GI problems that you haven't found the solution for, whether you've gone to a conventional doctor, a functional doctor, an integrative, you may just be missing a key solution to help your gut heal. We would love to support you on this part of the journey. We have a free 30-minute complimentary consultation call that I go through with clients. You can apply for that in a link below in the show notes. And we take applications because... Basically, if we talk to you, we want to be able to already tell you we can help you. So, you apply for the 30-minute consultation. If we can help you, we will accept your submission, your application, you will have an appointment set up, and then we'll talk and find out the best way to heal your gut and what of the of the services we offer, what is the best way to get the to achieve the goals you have for your body and for your health. We would love to do that, and we are here to support you. I hope that you found this episode super interesting and enlightening on another layer of the brain-gut axis. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We're going to be spending some more episodes coming up on the brain-gut axis and increasing numbers of layers, and all these layers are layers that we work with and we dive into, and we don't forget a single one because they're all real, and we have been there. I have been there, and I don't want anybody else to have to hang out there any longer than necessary. If you loved this episode and thought it was interesting, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you get all of our juicy upcoming episodes. And if you thought of a friend while you were listening to this, I encourage you, take a screenshot and share it with that friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways that you can support this podcast is by leaving a rating and review. We would love to hear what is inspiring, encouraging you, what you're finding most interesting, and anything more that you want to hear, you can leave a rating, tell us what you love, and we would love to continue making more of that content. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners there and just hearing how you are being inspired and what we can do to support you. And as always, remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.